open to caffeinated humor. You know, I'm still trying to figure out how to pull this one off without ending up with the at the end of the podcast with everybody hating me. So bear with me as I move along here. We live in a society where a huge amount of the, I'd say the majority of people, especially on social media, spend a massive amount of time judging people for being judgy. Does that make sense? You get people who go on, they do what they call virtue signaling. And it's basically, they, they explain to you how much better they are for having a better opinion than you. And it's just fascinating to listen to and watch. Uh, I actually wrote a podcast, well, I wrote a blog and then a podcast about this person that actually posted the following phrase on Facebook once. Myself and others like me have to live with the fact that no one will ever understand how giving we are. I read that five years ago, and it's still stuck in my head as the most arrogant piece of shit douchey line I've ever heard. But the person wrote it in all honesty. Now, being honest about being a douchebag, it's a dicey thing at best. But, hey, at least they're honest about it. It's like being an asshole. I've always been of the opinion that if you're, at least if you're honest about being an asshole, you have nothing to be ashamed of. Because people who tend to be, they like to present themselves as being a much more compassionate, sweet, nicer person than they really are, are usually the ones that they worry about it a lot. Me? I lose no sleep over it. I've had been to dinner parties where I'm being me. And the host, typically it's a friend of mine and his wife, she's going out of her way to be condescending but seeming very sweet, as if she's not meaning it that way. And that way she can get away with it, being a shitty person, but coming across as a better person. And then at some point, it just becomes a game for me. I love I love baiting them and trolling them. And you just finally get to a point where, if you're lucky, she'll slam her wine glass down and just start yelling. And at that point, in the back of my head is this little... I don't know, a little troll in the back of my head doing a victory dance because I got her. I got her to show everybody her true nature. And I think that's important in life. You have to be able to see people's true natures. I've run into people that I can't stand. They are complete and total assholes. But they still have my my grudging respect because they don't hide the fact that they're an asshole. You're seeing their true self. That's an honesty you don't get a lot in this world. So when it comes to judgment, is it judgment or is it simply what everybody does and maybe you're not keeping it to yourself? Tough call. I know that when it comes to me, I've had a number of people come up and explain to me how rude I am, how the things I say or the things that I've written about or, or podcasted about have hurt feelings and do I realize the damage I've done? First of all, you have to really kind of sell me on the idea that my saying anything is going to damage anyone. It's like the argument in the transgender community about pronouns. Using the wrong pronoun can't hurt anyone unless you do it maliciously. You know, if you see a woman, a, uh, a, a transgender woman, and you insist on calling her sir, even though you know, okay, now you're doing it to be hurtful. 
But if you make an honest mistake, or you don't know the protocol, or you don't know the proper verbiage, that's not your fault. Trust me, I have a loved one that's transgender. And here's their, and this is why I love my family. They told me, you know what? Because I asked, I said, well, what, what pronoun should I be using? He said, eh, do whatever feels right. And if I got to correct you, I will. And we moved on from there. That phrase, and we moved on from there, is so unique in that entire world, you have no idea. Because nobody else moved on from there. Because everybody gets so stuck on it, and it's ridiculous. But that is the world we live in. It's judgmental. can be bullyish at times. It can be great at times. It can be awesome. It can be shitty. But it's life. Life is not a movie that's going to have a happy ending. It may have a happy ending, but it doesn't have to. And more than a few have ended without that happy ending. So it's all that kind of chaos and organized chaos thrown in together, along with all that judgment, that brings us to today's episode. Welcome to The Freak Show on today's Caffeinated Humor. someone dose my coffee with acid when I wasn't looking? I mean, that might be the only explanation about what I'm seeing. Bear with me for a minute. I realize that we're going to go heavily judgmental and mean for a few minutes. If you can hang with it, stay with me. I may pull it out in the end. I may not. This may end up with like a new low, so trigger warning in effect. But what I'm seeing here is my mind only comes up with one phrase, the freak show. Some of it's visual, some of it's performance, but all with a common thread of freak to them. Now I'm sitting in the mall at a Starbucks kiosk. It's not like an actual store. It's a mistake to come here ever because you really do get that Walmart thread of humanity. But because it's one of the bigger malls in the state, you really do get a smattering of -of out-of-towners, people from other countries. And don't get me wrong, in their own country, probably wouldn't even bat an eye. However, in the U.S., there are times you see shit that you didn't intend to see, and here we are. So, first off, there was the midgets. Now, I know some people have an issue with the word midget. It's an accurate term. I know in your mind you're going, you horrible, uncaring bastard. But, now there are three of them walking through the mall as we speak. Do you know how rare that is? You may see a a little person, but when's the last time you saw three of them together? But there are three walking through the mall as we speak. Now, it's like a leprechaun showing up offering to mow your lawn. It just doesn't happen. But moving on. Next up was the plastic woman. It took a few minutes of staring to figure out exactly what I was looking at. She is five foot two, small framed, very delicate, like one of those little French girls you see in foreign films. Now, her bust line is easily beyond double D. Way too big for her build, and it's not even a question of whether or not they're fake. Judging by the fact that one of them seems to pull up and to the left pretty severely, the doctor didn't have the most skilled hand in the in the bucket needed for perfection here. Now, her lips have been injected, and they stick out, lending kind of a slutty duck appearance. 
Her chin has been unnaturally pointed to the point that it looks wrong and she may be able to open like beer cans with a nod of her head. The hair extensions are noticeable only because she stepped through a shaft of sunlight for a second and the hair on the top shines, the bottom doesn't. Long fake fingernails sit like neon claws at the end of her hands. I finally gave up trying to guess her age. She could be anywhere from late 20s to Moses' prom date for all I know. I mean, too many aftermarket products to make the call. To a certain extent, it's kind of like a VW bug that you've put on so much stuff after the, after the fact that you can't even tell it's a VW bug anymore. She may not be human at this point. Now, what really makes her oddity stand out is the fact that the girl behind her, they're not together. They're just kind of walking in the same direction, but she's all natural and has a very similar build and when nature throws that kind of a look together, naturally, it works and it works well. Absolutely beautiful. Now moving on, and try and stay with me, we will not wait for you. Mall Security Elvis. That alone is unusual. It's not impossible. But when that Elvis imitator is a, a black man, he is six foot six, and he's topping those scales at 400 plus, that is a hell of a look you got going on there, King. And that's not a play on Elvis's nickname. That is the name on his name badge. I almost shit myself when I read it. And the amount of work for a black man to daily whip his hair into an Elvis pompadour, that's pretty impressive. I mean, I applaud your dedication, sir. I certainly couldn't do it. And across from the Starbucks is a good-sized crowd waiting to be seated at a Red Robin. It's an even mix of... Uh, black folks, white folks, brown folks, even one or two yellow folk. What really stands out is the black man, uh, sorry, the black gentleman in the suit. Men don't wear suits like that, gentlemen do. It's not unusual, but he really stands out in this crowd because everybody else is dressed very casually. It's the Red Robins, except for this man and his date. The gentleman and his lady both have rings on third left, so we're going to assume that they're married. But the man has expensive taste in clothes. I used to have to dress and dress well for a position in my past, and I developed an eye for fine suits. You separate the expensive, which is very, from the taste, which is impeccable, and you are left with a man who possesses a fine eye for exactly what he looks good in. Or do we congratulate her? Or do we congratulate his tailor, for that matter? Now, once we finish with them, the bearded lady is almost an anticlimactic thing. I mean, sweetie, you were not blessed with the look, so let's call, not call attention to them. Or at least shimmer your facial hair a little more attractively. I used to wonder why I'm the only one that sees this sort of thing, and I came to the conclusion that I pay attention, plain and simple. Now, sometimes that's a blessing. Sometimes it's a curse. Sometimes there's nothing to do but drink your coffee. Hey, hope you liked today's episode. Like it, subscribe to it. Hell, there's a link around here to help support it. But most importantly, listen to more episodes. You can also go to Amazon. You're going to find a series of books under the name Caffeinated Humor based on the podcast. Take care and have a great day. Music